Hello and welcome. This is the 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's word and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that he's given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio of Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out at SOH dot church download the sound of heaven app you can get it anywhere where you get your apps just type in sound of heaven it will not be hard to find you can take part in our online community you can uh, access a free digital bible so that you can study along with us and if you are listening anywhere where you get your podcasts give a like share subscribe turn on your notifications leave a comment where you can all of that helps to get us to the front of the algorithm and continue to uh, gain more i don't want to say followers gain more visibility we'll say that because this is our bible study and uh I'm enjoying studying with you. We are in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is in the Sermon on the Mount. We went through all of Matthew 5 where it's a uh, an introduction. Jesus is teaching us how to operate in the new covenant, in the kingdom of God. And it's important to say and, and just mention this because I know when I break down scripture, I usually say uh, New Testament, New Covenant, Old Testament, Old Covenant. It's not quite that cut and dry. What we have to remember, and I want to do a better job of, is to share with you that what we're reading now, as Jesus is teaching them about the new covenant, they are in like a transition period, right? Think about when you're at work or you're in a place and they say, all right, we're kind of rolling out a new way of doing things, right? It's very, it's not very often where they come in and say, Today, this starts now. What what Jesus is doing is he's teaching them how to move into this new, really new identity uh, between God and humanity. Now, understand that this is the way God always wanted it. When Jesus said, love your enemies, that's the way God always was. Anything before that was a misunderstanding by humanity. And we need to read scripture that way, understanding that that um, they didn't have it completely right. So when we look at the even the Old Testament and some of the things that went down, some of the ways that they position, you look at Elijah. We use that example a lot at Sound of Heaven, right? Elijah, uh, not to get too far into it, but what did he do? He, ca- he calls down fire on the altar and then he kills all of Baal's prophets after they convert, right? That's probably not the way God wanted it. How do we know that anyway? Because it's not something that Jesus would have done. All right. That's probably getting, getting somewhere that uh, I would have to spend more time on, but just understanding that they are learning something new here. So in our last study or two studies ago, um, we, Jesus is talking about not praying like hypocrites pray, not giving like hypocrites give. And when, when he means hypocrites, he's really talking about the leaders of that time. Now we can look to the right and to the left of us. And sometimes we have to look in the mirror as well, uh, to realize that we can have the same tendencies. But these people that he's talking to uh, were under the teaching of the Pharisees uh, and the religious system of that time. So a lot of what Jesus is doing here in the uh, is 
teaching them and shifting their mindset. He right. He starts out. He goes, so you've been told. And then he says, but this he's showing that not everything that they had been learning was ideal. So we just got out of a part where it's saying, don't pray like the hypocrites do right. When vain, just vain repetition or praying to, show everybody how holy you are, like praying out in the open. But instead you pray between you and God. God wants an intimate relationship with you. He wants you to call on him like we call on our, the ones that we love the most, the people that we trust the most. Call on him like we call on Google. That sounds weird, right? I did a, a, I just did a search before jumping on here. How many times does the average person uh, do a Google search. And it said about four times. Now I think it's more than that, but maybe I'm above average. I don't know if that's a good thing in this case, but think about this. We go to Google for answers four times a day. I'm not going to just ask you to evaluate your life. Are you going to God four times a day and, and seeking out him? Right? So Jesus just corrects on how to pray, right? Yeah. Pray directly to the Father. Don't do so showy to be showy. Um, don't do so in vain repetitions. And then he goes into how to pray. And he goes through a prayer that we know as the Our Father, right? Uh, any of us that grew up, I grew up in Catholicism, so the Our Father was there. And what's interesting is he just, in context of Scripture, he just goes through saying, hey, don't just vainly repeat things. And it's funny, we take this prayer, and maybe I'm speaking for myself here, but we use it as something we just memorize and recite without breaking it down. So if you remember the other day, I gave you homework to read through it. I hope you did. I'm going to be checking. Uh, no, I to break this down and realize that there is a pattern in a prayer here, that this isn't necessarily something to just be... Uh, memorized and repeated. It's actually a roadmap on how to pray effectively. So we're going to break that down over the next couple of minutes and let's, let's just go. Let's just get started. Okay. Going to verse uh, nine. Okay. Jesus says, then this is how you should pray. I'm going to read through it and then we're going to break it down. Our father in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. I'm even saying it like uh, Catholicism. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts or our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Or in this version here, which I think is ESV, says, as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. This is more of a statement afterwards. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Okay, let's break this down here. Starting with this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, when we started the 1% Christian, 
I wanted to, and I want to get back to this in every study in every episode to really kind of pull out an attribute of God, because it is so, so important for us to reflect on the attributes of God. And I like to start prayer in this way. What I like to think about this is it is a way of alignment. Think about how Jesus is praying here. He's saying, our father, first he's saying plural, right? Our father in heaven, hallowed or sanctified, holy be your name. That is a proper alignment, realizing that God is in heaven and we are here. That God is holy. Now, you can start this any way possible. If you want to acknowledge that God is mighty, you want to acknowledge that God is love, you want to acknowledge that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, what we are doing there when we on the attributes of God right off the bat is we are acknowledging his power and his strength. And by doing that, what we do is we properly align, realizing that whatever we are, even the best traits that we have, that God is the epitome of everything that is good and awesome and honestly perfect. So when we get into this first, when we come to him in a, a praise. We must come to him with praise and thanksgiving. You could start out and just being, God, thank you that you are this. Thank you that you are, uh, you are just perfect, God. Thank you that you can do anything. We align ourselves with him in a way that is that is healthy. Because we, what we don't want is for us to be in a position where we somehow think we are more powerful than God. We somehow call upon God uh, just to do our bidding. That's not the way. God's not here to do our bidding. We're here to do his will. And that's the next part here. So it's our Father in heaven. Holy is your name. Acknowledging the attributes of God. And then verse 10, it says, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, two parts to this. Now, I just want to point out your kingdom come. They were waiting for the full manifestation, or I should say the full revealing of the kingdom of God, right? I said they're in a generation where there's a transition between the old covenant and the new covenant. They're waiting for a revealing. You and I have the full revealing. Now, the reason why we get together every single day, the reason why we study, we pray, we worship is because we want our, we want the kingdom to be revealed to us more and more every day. We have full access to the kingdom of God right now. We're not waiting for anything. The only thing that you're waiting for is to lean in and learn more. And the more that you learn about the kingdom, the more you can operate in the kingdom, the more victorious you can be in your life. But it says here, your kingdom come, your will be done. We must go into prayer with his will in mind and not ours. With his will in mind and not ours. You know, the James, in the book of James, he says that there's two reasons that you don't get what you want, prayer-wise. It says, one, you don't ask. And two, that you ask for the wrong reasons. So if we go to God without the concept of God, I want your will and not my will, then 
we are not looking for a God. We're looking for a genie. And God is not a genie. Amen. But then check this out. This next verse. On earth as it is in heaven. Right? In heaven, there is no sickness. In heaven, there are no tears. In heaven, there is the answer to every problem. Well, having the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and living in the fullness of the kingdom of God, we have the power to bring heaven to earth. So when we understand God's will, then we can begin to operate in a way here that takes away tears, that takes away um, sickness, right? Lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Takes away everything. You know, it's so often Christians are sitting around and waiting, right? When we should be looking for ways to to change this world. It, it frustrates me to to no end, even, even in my own life, if I'm sitting around just waiting to move, waiting for, for God to move. Sometimes we are the movement of, of God here. We need to bring on earth as it is in heaven. I hope that makes sense. Wow, we're already pretty close to the 1%. We're going to have to move this along here or maybe take another day. We'll see how this works. But do you get what I'm saying? When we go to God, God, what is your will? And how do we collaborate? How do you how can you use me to bring on earth as it is in heaven. Scripture tells us that we are ambassadors of the kingdom. When you are an ambassador, an ambassador takes the message of the king, takes the will of the king to a foreign land. And we're in this world, not necessarily of this world. We're called to be ambassadors, delegates of the Most High here. So first, We acknowledge God's greatness. Second, we acknowledge his will and then pray for his will to manifest here on earth through us. This next one's the easiest one for us, right? Give us today our daily bread, praying for our own provision. Give up. I just want to point out two things here. Give us collectively, realizing that God's a provider for all, praying, give us our what? Daily bread bread not worrying about tomorrow not necessarily even worrying about today but acknowledging god give us give me the provision that i need today to be sustained and if you go back to uh, the israelites god brought them manna from heaven every single day and what was the rule the rule was don't take any into the next day why because God was going to provide it. When we hoard on to things, and really, for them to take manna, bread, into the next day was like saying, God, I don't believe you're going to provide for me today. So I believe when we acknowledge God's provision for the day, sometimes we just need to say it because when we have faith that God answers our prayers, It's almost like we sealed it. God knows what you need before you say it. That's another scripture, right? He knows what you need. But when we say it and then we believe 
that he answers our prayer, we know it's done. So we can go into our day not worried about whether or not we have the provision we need. So just ask God for what you need. Acknowledge that he know already knows what you need. So even the things that you don't know that you should mention, God, you got me. And then don't worry. He's got you. Amen? Now, this is a big one. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our debts. Forgiveness is a part of every prayer. Repentance is a part of every prayer or should be. This part of prayer does two things. It acknowledges our own faults. And then it also fulfills what God wants us to do is to pray and wish the best on those who would even harm us or have harmed us. I just keep remembering what it was like Jesus on the cross, right? What was the first thing that he said on the cross? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgive them. So in our prayer, we should always be reaching toward grace. One, the acceptance of grace and the acknowledgement that God is graceful and, and willing to forgive. But we must also be willing to forgive others. It's a way that we can be and operate in God's image. So forgiveness is a part of it. And lead us not into temptation. That word temptation is testing. But deliver us from evil. So acknowledging here. God doesn't lead you anywhere. Where you would be destroyed. As a matter of fact scripture does tell us. That God will not allow us to be tested. Beyond what we can handle. Now I understand testing. I'm talking about temptations here. He's not going to allow you to be tempted. By something that you're going to fail and destroy to. Which to me shows that we we no matter what we always have the strength inside of us to say no now there are things in our life that can happen we can suffer calamity and things can happen and that's where i shift to what i've said before in this broadcast in this program that god will never allow you to go through i'm not saying being tested go through something that he can't handle there's going to be times where you're just going to have to rely on him where by yourself you wouldn't have the strength. But when it comes to temptation around sin, God's not going to allow you to be tempted beyond something that you that will destroy you that you can't control. Which means that you always have the power to say no, even when you don't feel like it. Remember how you feel and what's real, often two different things. And the next, so, so uh, to go through th this, our Father in heaven, holy is your name, hallowed be thy name, acknowledging who God is. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Seeking God's will and seeking that it be done here on earth. And I would even put in there through you. Give us this day our daily bread. Provision. Acknowledging God's provision, asking for it, and believing it's done. Forgive us our debts. Repentance, so important. Acknowledging our challenges and also praying for those, forgiving those who have harmed you. And lead us not into temptation. Asking for God's protection and provision in times of temptation. 
for the strength to get through, but deliver us from the evil one. Again, acknowledging we're that we're delivered from all evil. And this last verse here, and then I want to get into an acronym, and then we're gonna we're gonna get going for today. It says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, your father in heaven will not forgive your sins. Again, they are operating in a transitional period. <clears throat> and this is a call to move toward grace and forgiveness, accepting your grace and forgiveness, and then extending, accepting and extending, accept what the gift of grace from God, and then extending it to others. It is a vital part of the Christian walk. Unforgiveness can make you sick. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's just as much for you to give it up and move it on. Doesn't mean people, toxic people have to be in your life. But you have to, at some point, forgive and move on. And be seek out, look at what Jesus did. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. I want to leave you with this. I thought this would be helpful as well. Again, this is not the be-all, end-all. This is a model of prayer on how to pray. But this is one that I remember early in my Christian life, it was broken down to me this way. And I, you know, I'm just throwing it out there, if you've never heard it, um, that it might be helpful to you. Think of the word pray. Praise, repentance, anyone and yourself. And these things, especially when we're just learning, right? Anytime you're just learning something, things like this are valuable, right? It's something to remember. Praise. Take a moment, start your prayer off with just acknowledging. This is very similar to what we just went through and what Jesus is, is laying out. And again, Jesus is laying this out as a an example. But I think that this breaks down some good points. Praise. Thank God. Acknowledge his power. Acknowledge his might. Think about just meditate on on an, an attribute of God and thank him for it. Praise him for it. Properly align yourself, realizing that he's perfect, you're not. And that's okay. And that brings us to the next part, repentance. What what can you change? What can you turn away from in your life? What do you need God's help to help you to overcome? What temptations are you falling to on a daily basis? Acknowledge that. Repent of that. And God will walk with you through the process to start writing that ship. Then anyone praying for those around us, so important for obvious reasons. Intercession is a very powerful form of prayer. And then yourself, you got to pray for you. Think about prayer for a second with any of these taken away. You come in and you just pray for anyone and yourself. <laughs> then we're just, again, looking for the genie God. Or you pray, you come in, you praise God, you pray for yourself, and you pray for anyone around you, but you don't acknowledge repentance. Well, you're going to fall again because you're not acknowledging the things in your life that are challenging to you. So I, I don't have to go through this 
over and over. Go through these and imagine removing them. So you can keep this as a good guideline to just always acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge the things in your life that need to change. Be willing to make those changes. Don't forget that it's his will and not your will. And if you follow his will, he's going to show you ways to bring what is in heaven here on earth and to help the world around you and pray for the people around you. And don't forget to pray for yourself, especially praying that you pursue the will of God. Because as we'll see in the next couple verses, if you seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, everything else gets added onto your life. Thanks for taking a couple extra minutes. I think this was an important study. I hope you were blessed by it. Uh, Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. You're listening to the 1% Christian, a little more than 1% today. 100 starts with 1. So we got it started today. Now go out and work on your prayer. How are you praying? Are you hitting all those points? Are you acknowledging the awesomeness of God? Are you addressing the things in your life that need to be changed? Are you praying for the people around you and also praying for yourself? Don't leave yourself out. You're important. You're special. God loves you. I love you. And we are going to continue tomorrow talking about fasting, which we've been hitting on a lot at Sound of Heaven. But uh, again, listening to the 1% Christian. Check us out at soh.church and I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day.